Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie and I am a fucking millennial and I'm excited. All I can say is geek set, geek set, geek set, geek set because we have a guest today. We have young deuces from the Geek Set Podcast who will be on today and he's going to be dropping gems and jewels for podcasters and everybody got a podcast everybody your grandmother uncle cousin brother girlfriend baby mama on the side everybody got a podcast so if you have a podcast or you're doing a video cast or whatever the hell you were calling it these days make sure you're listening to this because he dropped some gems he dropped some jewels for you so if you can't get something out of it which i said in this interview hey you're probably in the wrong area you're in the wrong vicinity okay you're in the wrong vicinity but before i move on and we go to top 10 trending topics and we talk to mr young deuces i gotta i gotta say this my heart goes out to all of the families and people who were impacted in hurricane laura 10 people perished in this hurricane uh we've seen this happen time and time again especially recently with a lot of vicious storms that have been sweeping through so I just want you because we we it kind of gets swept under the rug with all of the things that are going on in the world right now you don't really hear about it but there were people that lost their lives in this hurricane a lot of the, i think the lower income areas were hit so we want to make sure that we still are giving a spotlight on those individuals as well so my heart goes out to them and we have a special connection to new orleans um via podcast or next best podcast from maps media because one of the podcasters that was in the maps media's next best podcast competition which wrapped on saturday is in new orleans i believe she's okay i believe all is well with her but i don't know if she had any family or friends or anybody who was impacted so if you listen to this erica i hope all of your family and everybody is well um and shout out to them they were the runners up in the neck maps media's next best podcast competition they did really really well uh this week it was the finale so there were no there were no topics it was just them doing their podcast as is amazing job that they did so shout out to erica and gator and make sure you also give a big listen to miss karen l of the say it loud podcast she came in second place in the next best podcast competition so she's dope so make sure you listen to her as, as well and the winner was durf and dylan with the on and off the field podcast they came to us this week with relevant topics they were talking about um social injustice in sports and how the sports world was reacting to it they did a really good job they've been consistent throughout so i was really impressed by their podcast if you like sports make sure you go and follow them not only are they just doing the damn thing they are also raising money like they they have different causes each each month or so and they raise money for those causes and they donate because it's supposed to be on and off the field of what the players are doing so they take up these causes and they help raise money and put money towards them so this is also something that's unique you don't really see stuff like that so shout out to durf and dylan amazing work there congratulations to them they are maps media's 2020 next best podcast to listen but they're all dope as fuck so you make sure you listen to say it loud it's dope as fuck 
on and off is dope as fuck. And of course, dope discussion is dope as fuck. They said they dope in the, in the title. So you, you make sure you go listen to them. But let's get into this. We have a guest today. Like I said, Geek Set. We have a guest today, a Mr. Young Deuces. But before we can do that, we got to get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. And this episode is going to be long. And I'm going to tell you why. And then I'm going to stop. I promise. Sidebar to a sidebar. I, this episode is going to be longer than usual because in this interview there were so many gems that were dropping and because of what maps media is creating because we are creating a platform for those smaller podcasts i thought it was absolutely crucial to the smaller podcast to listen to or hear from another podcaster who is succeeding in this to hear all of those gems and jewels that he dropped and so this podcast is gonna be a little bit longer okay i get it you know you gotta be consistent fuck it i can do what i want if you yeah i'm gonna do it if you don't want to listen all the way through no no that's fine i I hope you do i hope you stay i hope we enthrall you but if you must go romeo sometimes romeo must go you know what i mean um so just let it let it go like elsa said whatever you need to do but this is going to be a longer episode than usual just saying so let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week top 10 trending topics of the week here we go donald trump's supporters got and jumped in their white troll patrol to drive to portland and they said we're gonna avenge this white fragility we're gonna bring this mayonnaise and we're gonna sprinkle raisins in it and we're gonna make sure y'all know that apples also go in salad and they just drove down there and they just causing ruckus and one person actually got killed from these patriots deciding that they were gonna come from not nobody called them there was no white uh, you know, there was no Kluk sign. There was no cluck. We had a uh, tremendous week. Sign. We don't know how they just got here, and the bat signal went out some kind of way because they ended up. They just they disappeared in Portland, and they ended up killing a person. And what did the president of the United States do? You know what he did. He was absolutely presidential, and he condemned this violence and said we needed to unite as a country. No, and he did absolutely the opposite. And he called these people patriots. He said the Make America Great people are going to Portland in order to cause more violence? Like, it's just, it makes literally no sense. And this is why we need you to get out and vote. Because this also happened in Kenosha and Wisconsin. Shout out to Wisconsin. We're talking to Young Deuces. We did record this early, so that's why I didn't ask him about this. But that's okay. He will come back. Okay. But let's just, let's go back. And that's really worked out. This is a lot. And this is why you voting for your president, your presidente, matters. So all the people out there saying, I don't even, you know, I don't even be voting for the president because it don't don't even be mattering. Listen, listen to me, boo-boo. It matters. It starts at the top. He didn't create racism. No, America was built on racism. It is literally written in our constitution and affirmed by Jim Crow. You can read it in people's deeds today, okay? But what I'm telling you, okay? He has a white whistle and he's blowing it each and every day. Not for every white person. Shout out to the good white people. You know, the white people that like unity and all of that. But he's blowing the whistle for all of the the white 
men out there that are suffering and white women that are suffering from white fragility that feel like that their disappointment in life is because of somebody else and he affirms them so we need to make sure that he can't get not another Supreme Court justice on the United States Supreme Court. We need to make sure that we have a president that is going to do the right thing and not do voter suppression. If you don't vote, don't talk about Donald Trump. I don't want to hear it. I will troll you every goddamn time. Okay. I'm going to troll you until you block me. If you do not want to vote for the president, you don't want to be my friend on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else because I'm going to continue to troll you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just going to continue to troll you. But this is this is getting out of hand. My heart goes out to the two people who got killed in Kenosha and the one person that got killed in Portland. Because this is getting out of hand. And Terry Crews. Love this song. Speaking of mayonnaise and raisins, the founder of the Black is Too Militant, White is Right movement has done it again. This time he said that he was it was ill-timed tweets. He should have he should have waited. He should have waited. He should have pumped the brakes. He was he was flexing his pecs and he did it hit it hit it, 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 his phone. Okay, his titty hit his phone and he didn't mean it and it came out wrong. All right, so here's what he said about Magic City because he started a boycott on the Southern Institution of strip clubs. Like, we got tears, all right? And Magic City, if, if we, this was like college, Magic City is the Harvard of strip black strip clubs, okay? And so he was boycotting them and no one knew why. And so basically, this is what he said in his ill-timed tweet. He said, my tweet yesterday, however, well-intentioned, was ill-timed. I pray for the many women trapped and trafficked in the life of sex of the sex industry and see no way out. I want them to know that they are not a product to be used, but people to be loved. And so because I love them so much, I'm going to troll the women who are trapped inside of the sex industry and let them know that it's something wrong with you as opposed to trolling the men who are trapping and keeping them there because that makes sense to me in my heart. And this is why, Terry, listen. How did you know? We have a lot of articulation problems, okay? So every time you put something out, you're saying, that's not what I meant. If that's every time you talk and it's like, it's, that's not what I meant, we need to have a discussion. Let's communicate, okay? Because I, I hear you, I hear you, but I don't understand you, Terry, okay? So we need you to sit your ass down and just calm down like everything don't need to be this is what you need to be doing because there's other bad things in the world we just we don't need we don't need your commentary i'm sorry we just we just don't we don't need your commentary we, we don't you cruising for a bruising out here in these streets and i'm trying to protect you rick Rostin already put you in a song okay you are already in a song with with rose rose got you all right and if you don't want to be in any more rap songs stop it just sit down just sit down just stop just stop and many athletes are planning not to play but then they decided they were going to play then they said they weren't then they said they were going to play again and then we found out that some of them were actually injured so they couldn't play and so okay so here's the thing i love when people protest okay it's nothing wrong with a peaceful protest you do what you want these athletes are not just items they are people rich ass people but they are people nonetheless and because they are people they have every right to protest things that are going on around them okay all right but what we're not gonna do is sit here and pretend like 
LeBron James not playing a basketball game is going to change police brutality. It's not. So if if you have players that are saying that they don't want to play or they're protesting or boycotting to not play, we need those players to be doing something more than just not playing. These a lot of the athletes have a privilege that normal people like you and I don't. So the privilege is, is that a lot of people revere athletes. So they can actually go talk to some of these people that are across the aisle. If you can go talk to some of these people and get them maybe to pass some police reform, they maybe not be able to pass it right there, but maybe at least change their mind. You know, get them to talking about it. Maybe go sit down and talk with some of those lawmakers. Or maybe go talk to some of the people that are watching your sport that might be on the opposite side of the aisle to try to figure out, okay, what's going on? What, what, what we need to do? What, what we need to do in order to get y'all on board? Because this is absolutely ridiculous that you don't want the police to stop killing people in general. Just like, it, not even just black people, just any people. Like, it, it, I, I, like, can we sit down and have a can we talk? Like, this is what we need the athletes to be doing. If you're working in a bubble, I get it. You don't have time to do that. But if you're not in the bubble, okay, for the NBA, you need to be doing that. If you're not playing ten tennis and you said you were going to protest it, go do that. Like, I, we need you to go do that because if you're just not playing, this is, and I know a lot of you don't want to hear this, but if you're just not playing and the only thing we're doing is protesting, but we don't have any action behind it, we will continue to sit in this same spot. We will be talking about the same thing next year and we're going to have another protest where the players don't play and then we'll do it again and we'll do it again and we'll do it again. I don't know about you, but I'm kind of tired of doing it again. Like, let's let's make sure we are moving forward so that this is more than just a protest. Like, we, we got some action behind this. Just saying. You may not agree, but just saying. But I think you should be able to do what you want. So Marcus Houston gets married to a 19 year old. He is 39, she is 19. And for whatever reason, nobody's talking about this, but I guess this explains the name of the group, which was immature because that's a big ass age difference, but congratulations to them. And Cardi and Meg go number one for the second straight week in a row on Billboard and Meg performs on Tidal. She was dipping it and dropping it and she picked it up, she packed it back, she put it on a plane, she got it off the turn, turn mat, she turned around, she dropped it again. Meg was doing it, she, she, her knees were strong, she looked healthy, I, I, she didn't miss a beat, she looked amazing, she looked gorgeous, so there you go, you have it. She was resilient, she bounced back fast, I couldn't do that and I've never had that happen to me, I couldn't do it before. Like, I have 30 year old knees, they creak, they crock, I don't, I can't. I don't even know if I could have done that in my 20s. I could twerk, but I twerk real high, okay? So I got that high twerk. It's not a low twerk, it's a high twerk. So sometimes you, you got a little, you gotta just bounce your back up because I just, I can't. My knees, they, they just don't work quite that way. And Tory Lanez was trolling. He was, he was, he was out there. He hasn't spoken out publicly, but he has been liking posts about people who are blaming Meg. Uh, why Tory is doing that? I'm like, listen, uh, you know, I get it. Listen, listen, Tori. Stop. Okay? We have now deemed you the leprechaun of rock. You are done, my friend. Go back where you were. Go back to Canada so you can aboot. Like, go back. You know, it, it, that's what we need you to do. Go back. Bye. Bye.
Bella Thorne has also have to apologize a lots of apologies this week because she made over two million dollars on the platform and if you're like me who maybe is just a little older than some of these kids out here these generation z's uh Bella Thorne if you googled who is Bella Thorne you are not alone I had to google her and so apparently she rose to fame on Disney Channel uh, she was CeCe Jones on the series Shake It Up with Zendaya which now that I saw the pictures, I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I've seen this in passing, but I was in a, a whole adult when that happened, because this was in 2010 and 2013, okay, I wasn't watching Shake It Up, I'm sorry, but she's out here, got people, they, they loving it, she made $2 million, like McDonald's, I'm loving it. And the sex workers are mad. They're saying that we we rely on this site to make our money. And you are taking away from our subscribers. Because people want to subscribe to you since you're a celebrity. And so she apologized. She said she wanted to bring attention to the site. And the more people that are on the site, the more likely they will normalize the stigmas around sex workers. Now what I will say, Miss Thorne, you know you full of shit. Okay? You, you lying. You lying. The reason why you did it is because you made $2 million. Okay, and she made that money. I want y'all to know she made that money very fast. Like, it wasn't like she's been on here for two, three years. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She made this money real quick. And so people was like, they were salty about it. Hey, let, let her do what she do. I'm not going to stop your money. But this is what happens when celebrities get into grassroots, smaller, like, platforms. So the people who, all of the little people that are on OnlyFans... After that $2 million, I was like, but shit, I might have to figure out a way to get me an OnlyFans. I don't got no fans, but I'm going to find me some. I'm going to put some fans on in my house and turn them on and be on OnlyFans because I, I got to get $2 million? $2 million? I could show a titty. Like, I, I could do that. But anyway, I listen, anytime celebrities get into anything, they pull all the attention and money away from the smaller platform. That's just how this works because they have a built-in platform. They have a bigger reach. People already know who they are. They're verified. I'm sorry, people that are on OnlyFans, but this is just kind of how it would work. Welcome to the party. This is how we feel in the podcast industry. Welcome, welcome. Come sit on the couch. We got plenty of space. And versus with Brandy and Monica is coming. The boy is mine. The boy is mine. The boy is mine. The boy is mine. So it's coming. We are going to get the boy is mine battle. I was a big Monica fan. I didn't really, I didn't really fucks with Brandy like that. Like I like some of Brandy's songs, but I didn't really fucks with Brandy. You know how like I fucked with Monica. Even as a kid, I was a kid. I was sitting there, was wondering why he ain't call me back. And he ain't never want to call. I never wanted to cause him no pain. I ain't even met him yet, but I knew I didn't. You know, I knew I didn't. But at, ah, yeah, it's still, it's still Monica for me. Even the boy is mine song, I like Monica's verse or verses in that song better than Brandy's verses. But I, I like two black queens. Can't complain about that. We're gonna get a hell of a versus battle. I think personally, because all the versus battles are won on popularity, it's gonna be Brandy. Brandy got this. I don't know if Monica has quite as many songs that people would recognize as Brandy. So, this is Brandy's battle, you know, it is what it is. Brandy won the battle anyway when they was beefing. I still feel like Brandy won. Like, she took Kobe to the prom or whatever. So, she won. She won. And this past week, Walmart confirmed reports that they're teaming up with Microsoft to make a bid for TikTok. So, we're going to get them everyday low prices TikToks. Hey! So, they're going to be buying it from the Chinese-owned distributors. 
and for these short videos it should be very interesting to see how walmart will make this a great value app i i'm, I'm waiting for it. we gonna have a great value TikTok tag time there we go he's gonna be tag time or whatever you know how the great value be it you know instead of reese's peanut butter cups it'd be reese it'd be peanut butter balls you know like that you know instead of cheerios it'd be wheat circles Th that's what we gonna get so i i'm curious to see martin lawrence and snoop dogg are joining forces they are going to be have a television show and the show is called for forces for game a new political drama from the bad boys producer and they are saying that this story is going to be based on uh, the story from duo and this will be a washington dc set show that will revolve around best friends bobby and dice and it will be played by lawrence and snoop now i don't know why you put okay martin lawrence yes because martin lawrence i think silver spring or like he was born in germany or whatever because his father was in the military but i think he came back and he lived in maryland or something for a short period of time so i could see that all right but Snoop Dogg, you're going to take a whole West Coast dude and you're going to put him in D.C.? Like, I, I, I don't know what we about to get. We won't, what, what are we, what you doing, cuz? Like, nah, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it works. I just, I don't, I just don't see this. I just don't see the vision. Maybe I'm not a visionary. All right, and in some very sad, sad news, uh, Chadwick Boseman passes away at the age of 43. He was in stage three of colon cancer. And we, as the public, did not know that he actually had been battling cancer for about four years. And we'd seen some photos of him earlier in the year of looking very, very, very uh, frail. And people really went in on him. He had to turn off his comments and everything else. And you just never know what people are, are going through. And a lot of people have really been hit by this. One, he was very young. He was very, very young. And what I will say to everybody out there, um, you know, this feels like a blow to the, the black movement. Because, well, 2020 um, has been a bitch. What can I say about 2020? We never knew the 20s could roar so wild. We lost so many people. We lost our legend and Gigi on the same day. We lost Curly uh, or Fred Neal. And we also lost Cliff Robinson. And basketball, it just, it, it, basketball doesn't seem the same anymore. We lost Pop Smoke and Andre Harrell, Little Richard and Betty. And music, it, it feels a little out of rhythm now. We lost our elegance in B. Smith and our beauty in Nikita Pearl Aligua. As black Americans, at this point, we feel we feel hopeless. And, and we look back at some of the big voices of the civil rights movement that we lost. We lost John Lewis and C.T. Vivian and Earl Cameron. We felt that tragedy with Naya and the pain with losing King T'Challa. So for black Americans losing the Panther, it feels like, I don't know about you, but it feels like an analogy for 2020. We lost hope, you know, when we see things constantly time and time again, when we saw how George Floyd couldn't breathe and Brianna never got an introduction before they entered her home, 
and Ahmad couldn't even run. And now we can't even go outside. We can't go outside to get air or hold our loved ones without six feet of it. But we're lucky because there's too many of us that this virus is killing. It's killing our families, our businesses, our sanity. And due to the willful ignorance and politics, our kids can't even be kids. Now, America is continuing to show us what it is. But 2020, it feels like it's taken so much. 2020 is... So here's the thing with years. It's not about what the years take. Because to be truthful, me personally, 2019 was a heavier year. But it's about what we learn from that year. And 2020 is... It's not over. But it has shown us what a true girl dad looks like. We learned that Mamba always had the right mentality. We just didn't value it. It gave us the realization of what John Lewis was. And that he was a writer in the change of a true American revolution. And we couldn't protest today without him stepping into Selma and getting into good trouble we realize that youth have always needed to be listened to because we've seen this we watched it as young people organized in the 60s and they revolutionized what happened as it was being televised we learned the truth of sacrifice from naya and how she showed us family is the most important thing we have. We learned that community is the key of overcoming adversity. We've seen more black owned businesses and support for black owned establishments. We've seen black people build banks, get grocery stores and create small businesses. We also learned that although they've been toting this stock price in the stock market, we learn the stock prices don't equate to wealth if you don't have any. And that hope don't work without a plan for action. Now, I know it hurts when you see that we lost our superhero. But we lost Chadwick. But because of him and the importance of what he did, T'Challa is immortal. The Black Panther continues. Chadwick taught us that we absolutely have no excuses. If Chadwick hasn't taught us anything else, it's that you need to get up and live your dreams until your mission is done and that Wakanda is forever. We know this because we've seen nurses, doctors, clerks, and utility workers show us just that. We build Wakanda. Wakanda is within us. So, know that getting old is a privilege and not a right. And unfortunately, most of us will not get that privilege. But if we look back at 2020, don't say what it's taken. You say what you've learned. And that 2020 is the lesson 
that we all needed, but we didn't realize that we did. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman and everyone that we lost in 2020. Let's get to this interview with Young Deucet. All right, everybody, we got a guest today, a fellow podcaster in this podcasting game or video. Ca- I, I don't know what you call it now, because everybody has a video. Some people got a podcast. We, we just kind of mesh it together. So Young Deuces is here from the Geek Set podcast. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing great, man. Just, you know, staying busy, staying, staying working, you know, trying to um, our podcast is recently moving to our own space. So we're building that. It's like a set. We're building a whole thing so that way we can um, add to the videos that we are putting up with our podcast. Okay. So, yeah. and you, and now, like, during COVID, like, COVID and everything? Yeah. Okay. All right. Stay safe out there. That's interesting. So, I want to I wanna talk about you. Who okay. is Young Deuces, by the way? And how did you kind of come? Because you, you mentioned it a little bit, being in the music game. But how did you come to evolve in this media platform? Well, let's see. I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm um, uh, a middle artist. Yeah, go Bucks. Yeah, Giannis out here killing it. <laughs> um, I'm a Laker. I, I'm a LeBron girl. I'm sorry though. I uh, see. I'm I'm, a, I'm the biggest LeBron hater. Okay. <laughs> only on, only on court LeBron. I love LeBron off court. On court, he's my he's my enemy. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got you. Got um, you. So, you know, just still doing music, what evolved to it is um, I enjoy just putting out content in general, right? You know, so I also do like spoken word. I also do graphic design. And so like I found myself in a place where I love to put out content. So before the whole podcast wave blew up, but I could not find somebody to do it with me. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to float it by myself, but I wanted to do some stuff with some people. And it was probably that at that point, I think it's been a general hip hop podcast um but then like nobody would you know would, would hop on and do the show with me so then i just kind of left it alone but then about um a year later that's when like you know the podcast started picking up steam and other podcasts and then i was like man i really want to do this but i was like there's so much hip-hop podcasts out there so i was like well what else am i passionate about mm-hmm. and then start thinking about like comic books and movies and anime and video games where I was like I can talk heavily about these these topics but then I was like well what's going to be my niche because I listen to a lot of the geek properties and other geek podcasts and I appreciate what they bring to the to the world but the one thing that I realized is that there wasn't nobody that sounded like me gotcha. like, as far as you know being a person of color a black man and then I realized I said you know there's a stigma around the geek world everybody when you think about geeks we think about nerds, we think about the guy with the glasses that talk like this and say things like, oh, no, that's that. And I was like, you know, that's not always the case because when I'm talking about geek stuff with my homies, like, it's us. And we're talking like it's basketball. Like, we're like oh, you know, Goku and Vegeta. Like, you know, we're talking like it's something, you know, like like a, a, a hip-hop machismo way to it. And I said, that's going to be the niche, right? But mm-hmm. so I, I kind of put out the Facebook post. And I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. And I explained what it was, and I was like, who else is, is down? And then a couple of people commented that it probably would have been dope. But the one thing that I noticed uh, uh, where I selected the two that I the two that I have, but the other one's my brother. But the oh. two that I have is- Oh, he um, was born into it. 
Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I actually the two that I had, it was people that I'd done music before with. Like, you know, Liv and Bacardi, those are my other two, um, that um, they commented on, like, yo, I'll be down. And I said, you know what? I said, it, I think this would be easy because I didn't want to go through the, the growing pains of having somebody new and gotcha. having to learn chemistry with them. I was like, I already have chemistry with these people. So then we put it together and then we started it. And then we, no, matter of fact, no, we actually got together at a steak dinner and we grilled out and we was like, okay, so what are we going to do with this? How are we going to do it? What are we calling it? And we was coming up with names and we was like, okay, we want it to be a name that blends hip hop and geek culture. So then the name is a derivative of Dipset for those who are Dipset fans. Dipset, Dipset, yeah. yeah. So we had like the, so we got like the kind of like the Dipset Eagle, but we changed it. So like instead of the money that was in the Eagle's hands, it's two game controllers, and then it's you know gaming and it's geek set. Um, yeah. okay, I see it now. Okay, yeah. got you because I have it on the screen. Okay, yep. that makes sense. All right, and got then you. We do a cover for every episode. And the cover is uh, in doctored version of a Dipset mixtape cover or Dipset property. And so it's like, it'll be like my face and the host face. And then it'd be like Deadpool, Wolverine on the cover or like whatever we talked about on the episode. So it's like, it's one of those things I said, I know right now it seems like it's just nothing. But I said, when somebody finds out what's going on with our niche and what we brought, and then they kind of do that research. Like I can imagine like at some point complex put out like a list like oh the best top 10 uh, geek set you know episode covers because those covers we put a lot of work into it as far as like you know putting those things in and altering those covers and it's just like it's that whole thing when we first started the um we, we opened up with i really mean it that, okay. that beat okay um, but then when we realized that we want to turn this to a business then we kind of. He was like, "Oh wait, man, I might get us, might get a lawsuit." Yeah. <laughs> so then we, so we created our own, you know, we created our own intro, and now everything that you're rocking is a, is original music because both Bacardi and Liv are music producers. I'm an artist. My brother Dej, who's with us, he's a he's an engineer, he's an audio engineer. So all of the all of the, of the music that you hear and things that you hear on. Geek set for the most part is going to be something created by one of the individuals part of the group, as well as the website because your website looks professional. It yep, is professionally. Yep, yep. So I, me and Bacardi worked on that website because um, he does. I don't even know what his job title is actually called, but he does like <laughs> fulfillment and stuff like that for other businesses. So okay. Like, like he runs their e-commerce and everything like that. So it's cool because like when we. Once we start taking this at like a business, it was like, okay, so how are we going to do it? It's like Bacardi, he handles and runs all the merch, um, all the merch and everything like that. Um, I do a lot of like the marketing and the online presence. So anything that you really see on the, on the internet, mm -hmm. so it's a lot ran by me. Did he's our finance guy. Like he makes sure that, you know, ads and money and monetization and everything is good and then live. He's like really heavily on like quality, like okay. you know, sound quality and things like that. So everything that we do, um, you know, he uh, he has his hands on just making sure that the quality is there, that it's out there. So we work well together. 
Okay. I would hope you, with, with bro, you, you do, because y'all came out of the same womb or, or whatever, maybe same um, testicle sac. I'm not sure if you have the same mom and dad or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's similar. You, you got them genes. Mm-hmm. So your tagline is the only podcast that blends hip-hop culture and geek, geek culture together in one place. Yep. All right. So am, if I turn it on, I mean, I've heard it, but mm-hmm. if, if I turn it on, am I going to hear you talk about anime? Or are you going to blend the hip hop culture with it? What am I hearing when I turn it on? So we do. So it's, it's going to be you're going to hear us talk about anime, comic books, stuff like that. But the difference between it is, is and this is one of the biggest push to it that I think that uh, really wanted me to put make this um, podcast. So around the time when Black Panther came out, Okay. Um, the commercial was running, and Run the Jewels was the the um, the music that was playing for the on the commercial. And every property that I heard did not bring up Run the Jewels as well. Mm-hmm. Like they did not. And I was like, yeah, y'all don't understand how big this is. Like Run the Jewels is a grassroots hip hop group, and yeah, even though they, they even though they're you know they they they've gotten that they're, they're mainstream, but their mainstream is still from grassroots, right? And so I was like, to see this pure hip hop group be on a Disney Marvel commercial running for a big movie that was huge for the black community and hip hop community. So it was things like that, that people don't realize that I was like, we, we are going to make that connection, right? Or it's things like, you know, talking about when we talk about like, all right, you know, you know we're, we're talking about anime, the comparisons that we do are not going to be the same comparisons that other properties so you may hear us say, okay, so who's the Jay-Z anime? You know what I'm saying? Or who's the, okay. you know, this, right? You know, our, one of our most popular episodes where we did is around the time where there was all the um, protests going on for George Floyd and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of was like, you know what? Thinking about it, if we're thinking about just anime, video games, comic books, who do you think would be on the front line with us at the protest? Okay. You know? Or, you know, or saying, like, you know, we're thinking about anime and comic books. What do you think is going to be on their playlist? Who, uh, who's going to be listening to Ho? Who's going to be listening to Scarface? Who's going to be listening to UGK? Like, stuff like that. That's where the blend that we're bringing that you're not going to get at any other geek property that's out there. Got you. Got you. So, you actually do blend it together where it... And it, it's, it's original. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that brought me into it is that you haven't really seen this done yet like i mean we've seen like pharrell try to bring in this nerd vibe back in the two two thousand mid early late 2000s but i think that we don't see this like you said people don't really say hey this person's a nerd or it's okay mm-hmm. to be a nerd yeah which you guys made it okay which i think like i said before we started this i'm not a nerd because I, you gotta have like a certain level of smart, like tech. You gotta be technically inclined, or maybe mm-hmm. like a m- musician or something. But I do like nerd things. Right. So that makes me nerd adjacent. So it's okay to be the weird. Sometimes they call you the weird black kid. Mm-hmm. And I think we're starting to see more people embrace that. Would you agree? Yeah, that's one of the stigmas that we're trying to change. One of the things that I, we noticed was like, look, there's some cool ass motherfuckers that nerd out and geek out so it's like it's not what you think it's not you know what you think and that's why we that's why we did kind of like put this on the forefront and it's funny because when we go so we go to these comic book conventions and these anime conventions that we cover it and we know when we meet people as soon as we tell them what it's about people immediately gravitate toward it because they're like yeah you know that's what i do when i'm watching when i'm 
you know, when I'm watching anime or when I'm playing video games, I, you know, I got this hardcore hip hop or this boom bap hip hop playing in the background or whatever the case may be. So it's like there is a universal love for both. But here's where we did switch it out, and that's why we uh, when we when we talk about geeking out and geeking out about things you love. Um, we're expanding who we talk to because you realize geeking out is just being heavily knowledgeable about a topic, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think about it, you know, when you watch, like, Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and things like that, and you see them on TV, what they can exclusively and extensively talk about is sports. They are sports geeks. No matter what, Shannon Sharp is the Skip, buffest. Skip, yeah, Skip, Skip. <laughs> He, but he is he is above jock in football terms because of how he his appearance and he played the sport. But the fact that he can bring up and talk about things that uh, that we don't really necessarily get or understand, that's what he geeks out about. That same thing about like you know the traditional geek. They was called geeks because they knew heavy knowledge about comic books or heavy knowledge about computers, and so they're geeking out about computers. But you can geek out about comedy. So if you're if you're a comedian, like you know, you know, you know the room, you know how to handle the stage, you know about how how to handle like things that a regular person wouldn't know. You can geek out about you know being an actor. You can geek out about being a radio host. You know all the tips and everything that you know what you gotta look for. You know, like, you know, you sent me a list on what I need to make sure that I do to be prepared for this broadcast. Uh, somebody else tries to do that, like they wouldn't know. They just like, okay, let's do the interview. Just you know, just come here. But like, you have what's going to make a good interview, so you can geek out about stuff like that. And that's what we're trying to change as well. So like, we do this thing where we talk about, where we talk to people and say like, you know, what's your geek? And it's like, it's really just like, what what are you passionate about? Okay, so you're taking the term and you're changing it from you got to be this smart like Poindexter to mm-hmm. it's whatever you're knowledgeable about, like own your geek. Because yeah. like I said, back in high school, I probably if you saw a picture of a geek, it would be me. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, like I said, the the Poindexter part I didn't necessarily have. Is this the same podcast or is it different when you do one-on-one? Because when you go to iTunes, it's all in one. But the mm-hmm. one-on-one with Deuces seems to be a separate thing from yeah. geek set is that fair so it, it's fair it's a it's a it's a sub product of it so one of the things that i'm also passionate about is content creation right okay so like i love content creators love to see people just working from the ground up and putting things out like i said i got a passion for making content so one of the things that i really wanted to talk to was that i want to talk to these people but I want to give them an opportunity to geek out. So I kind of pull them into a world where they can talk about their work and then they can talk about a different aspect that they don't necessarily talk about, right? So like one of the people that um, like that I thought was pretty dope was uh, I interviewed Van Lathan, right? So Van oh, Lathan, yeah, everybody knows Van Lathan from TMZ. You know, now if you know him now, you know, you know, he got the, the Wire podcast with Jamel Hill, got a couple of podcasts that he does, but like, the one thing that people don't know is that Van Lathan also is a huge, huge comic book person with extensive knowledge of comic books, extensive knowledge of, of, of anime and things like that. So when I had our interview with him, like we barely, rarely talked about like podcasting and stuff that he was doing. We talked about it a little bit, but me and him had a huge comic book conversation just about just the movies, Marvel, DC, you know, things like that. And it's a different side that you get to see from people. Gotcha. And 
you know, when I approach people, I kind of give them that opportunity. I say, look, I'm going to talk about what you're working on because I want to highlight what you're doing. But also, this is going to be the opportunity for you to have an interview where you can talk about something that you don't necessarily talk about. It's not the, so, you know, tell me about this album. So tell me about, you know, this, that, and the third. You know, I watch a lot of these content creators. You know, I watch Kev on stage. I watch Tahir. I watch, you know, um, the people that I interview. So it's like, it's also from a different standpoint. It's like a fan interviewing the, the muse, the interviewing the actor, the person, but also knowing so much about the person that I can talk about these topics that you don't talk about on the other one, and then we can bring it out. And it's always a good time. It's always a good time because I, one of the staples that I kind of hold my, uh, hang my hat on is I like when I interview these people and they say, oh, oh, but wait, what did I say that again? Like, yeah, <laughs> because, like, I do, do the research. And so, you know, and it's, it's research that other people probably would never think to research. Like, I would type in their name and type in anime and see what anime they're talking about. Or in their name and comic books, see what comic books they're talking about and bring it up kind of like a, on a, kind of like a non-war type tip. Like, hey, so you did say about this or, you know, you, you know, you, you, you used to say that Black Panther was your favorite character. Is that still your favorite? And they're like, wait, when did I say that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I love having those moments on live on camera because it's like, oh, OK, yeah, this is a difference. And it's like it really gets them opens them up like oh okay this is yeah this is a different type of uh conversation i think that that's what dope sets you but, apart yep but it all comes with building our brand right because um so like those these are the one-on-one with deuces now picardi he's the gamer so what we're about to start transitioning with this we call it geeks at 3.0 since we opened up our um our new headquarters and we're building upon that uh, we want to highlight what everybody's geek point is that's what we call it it's like bacardi's geek point is you know the gaming my geek point is talking with this content creator lib's geek point is you know the comic books and bitch he's like just another content creator because we're going to be doing what we call geek set plays where it's just like us diving into different worlds so like we never did the uh world of warcraft or we never did the magic cards so we want to Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, us trying, right? Um, and then uh, we're also going to do like, um, like kind of like a movie review show where it's like us watching the movie, but it's our live commentary. Like we're setting all this up in this headquarters that, we, you know, and then um, with the launch of our Patreon, like we had launched our Patreon a couple of okay, months ago. Okay, that's all that. Yep. And that has been helping because it's like, okay, we're using that income to pour into doing more content and figure it out. So we're, it's going to be different separate segments that are led by individual, mm-hmm. um, each individual host, but it's still all, like I said, within that geek set realm. Gotcha. Because I, I like what you're doing. And I wanted to ask you because you've been able to get over 20,000 downloads and oh, yeah. some really amazing guests. Mm-hmm. What would you attribute that to because right now we're in a podcast boom everybody and their grandmother has a podcast if you ask they got one what do you think the draw is how do you create that base of a successful podcast so for me i am very very huge on how things look like the visual aspect of it so as where i told you i approached this podcast game like the music game so coming up as an artist when you, especially no matter what, in your hometown, no matter where you're at, when you tell somebody that you do music, there's mm-hmm. already a bias against it. 
right. people already automatically think like, ah, okay, especially that's right. It's harder with the people that you know, right? And they're like, oh man, it's just, he may suck or he may not be good, right? And I can't tell you it's trash, right. like yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that I said, okay, how do I get over that bias, knowing that I already have that bias? And to me, it was always visualization. Okay. So like I would invest and put money into how my CD cover looks. Not having a blank CD with Mark Sharpie saying, you know, Young Deuces, new music. Like, no, I'll get in the CD done, pressed up and everything like that, because that's the first thing people see. If I approach you and I say, hey, you know, support, you know, as they do, hey, man, support, support a black business. But, <laughs> and you look at and, and you look at a blank CD with a Sharpie, you're not going to listen to it. But if I present to you a CD cover and the, so, the whole package and it, and it looks like what is what you see in the industry now, then you may be inclined to say, okay, uh, you know, let me see this, right? You know, and a lot, a lot of that tells, like, you know, to me, like, one also tells your artistry. For somebody who don't know you, if you hand them a CD and it's you, big chains holding money in the car behind and then, you know, have naked women on your cover, somebody who don't listen to that music is not going to listen to it. They're going to like, well, I already know what this is about. I don't want right. to listen to this. Or, you know, somebody who doesn't, like, oh, yeah, that, that may entice somebody, whoever it is, right? But, if I, but you know, but it's like all about the visualization. I'm I'm more of a, a conscious rapper, you know. So like when I give my album cover, my album cover for my first album was like it was art. I you know I hooked up with a black artist. It was a woman um, that I I've been following her and I used her like I had her create some art for my cover. So when I was handing this to people and people was looking at it like the cover told stuff because it was, my album was called my unapologetic black thoughts. Okay. And it's, it was literally about like what's going on in this world, being a black man in this world. And the depiction that I put on there, it's a picture of me, you know, holding my hands like this, but then with Sharpie and marker on my face that says, you know, I am not, you know, a thief. I'm not a crook, black man, you know, stuff like that. And so it's interesting. People look at it and like, oh, okay. You know, and they, they were more inclined to listen to the album. So I do that with the podcast. When I started doing the one-on-ones, one, because of music, my first guest was Mickey Fax, and I was able to get him because I've done music with him. But okay. I said, you know, I, I had this vision. I said, you know, to keep it in that geek realm, you know, when you're playing Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat and you got that versus screen, and it's you know, Sub Zero versus Scorpion. Mm-hmm. So I want my screen to look like that. So it's going to be me and whoever I'm interviewing, and that's how I want to look. So I did that. I created that look, and that's the consistent look with it. So when I tell people, Hey, you know, I would like to get you on an interview. I'm giving them examples of the interview because I already have them up. So I'm giving them the YouTube playlist. And when they look at it and they see the oh, there's the intro credits and how it looks and how it comes out, I think that that's what attracts people. They're like, oh, okay, this looks good. You know, everybody Googles no matter what. So I'm always like, okay, so what if, what do we have out there on the internet? How do we look? Do we look like an established podcast or do we look like a fly-by-night? That's why so we- So do you think- that's what it is like with a lot of people because a lot of people don't invest necessarily in their cover art a lot of people don't invest in i guess the visual side of it i think it is 100 percent. i think it is because you got to think about it when somebody sees something they're looking for uh you know it's always going to be a a, a small selfish reason to it they're looking to make sure that they're a part of something of quality now, granted, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I just want to help out somebody that's on the grind because I was there at once. But it helps when it also looks like it's done well. It looks like it's it's brought into it. You know, when I'm, there was a dope moment on my interview with Kev on stage where 
on the interview, he was like, yeah, I'm on your YouTube page right now. And this guy puts out content, three, four videos a day. Yes, he works sir. With all digital. <laughs> he works with, you know, his stuff, right? So he's seen the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And for him to be impressed in the moment, like, oh, oh, look at this. Oh, you doing this. And, you know, and for him to have that moment, that's when I knew, like, you know, as a as a small time on the on the rise and trying to make make a make my my market here with my you know with my, my podcast host, we are do, we are on the right path because we're impressing the people in there, right? And then it helps that the people that I've got to do it have had notable names. So when I'm in, when I'm approaching people, I'm like, hey, you know, love, you know, this is who I am. This is who my podcast is. I would like to get you on here. Um, here's a here's the, the YouTube playlist of the past guests, such as blank, 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 blank. So I, I think so. People, name dropping is okay. So if yeah. you name okay. Because, right. and, but it's, and it's more so kind of like uh, presenting. It's like a one page. You know, gotcha. it's like this is you know. I was like, not only do I want to uh, interview, but let me let you know that I've been doing work, and let me let you see examples on how this interview goes. Because I think that that's also something for some people. It's like okay. All right, well, okay, this person did it, and I know what type of way this person is on. Let me check out this interview and see what type of a person it is, right? Because then you always have that fear of, okay, who is interviewing me? Is this person like a shock jock? Is this person going to try to grill me with something, bring up controversial stuff? Like, they, and those examples help out. And being able to have that playlist there with the names and right smack dab, you can check it out before you agree to do my podcast. It all helps out. True. I want to. I want to ask you. Let's let's address the elephant. Um, how long? Well, let me ask you this. How long have you been podcasting? Uh, we are approaching our third year. Okay, so three years. So you're you're fairly new in the game. Yeah. The elephant is how does somebody who is sort of you're in the industry because you know you're an artist so you've been mm-hmm. doing music but you're sort of a foot out of the industry and a lot of the times with these bigger guests because you got Kev on stage who has mm-hmm. what two million followers on Instagram or something like that. Yep. You've gotten to hear more. You've gotten Van Latham. How are, are you? Do you have a little bit of foot in the door? Because one of the things that I noticed about the most successful podcast in the game, your name should be Joe, by the way. It has to be Joe for you to be the most <laughs> successful podcast in the game. We got Joe Rogan, Joe, Joe Budden. Budden. <laughs> yeah, and you have these celebrities who come in because I mm-hmm. feel like that's one of the reasons why the smaller podcasts don't grow or don't get those bigger guests because they go to those bigger platforms. Yep. How does a smaller platform who's just starting out, you don't have the millions of dollars that Joe Rogan got, 100 million. You don't, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you did. You might be sitting on 100 million. And <laughs> <I> <laughs> or the 80 million that Joe Budden got or however much mm-hmm. he got. How do you get those types of how do you create those relationships? I guess that's the biggest thing I think a lot of podcasters miss. Like, you know, I get the the part of showing me, like show yeah. me, but how do you really create those relationships where it's going to expand upon now? Not only am I on your podcast, but I'm going to share it. Yeah. Well, here's what I realized early when doing music. So, you know, when I was first doing music, um, you know, we would go to like these DJ conventions and be on like these message boards and I remember, you know, being like the yo, 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 man, we look here, man, we the hottest rappers out. We the, we the best coming up, right? And there was this DJ collective called the Bum Squad DJs, right? Okay. Like that was like, and it was filled with DJs across the world who were on the radio, who were in clubs, like 
DJs that you really need to know. That was who I was talking to. Mm-hmm. So the head of the DJ collective was uh, this DJ by the name of DJ Latin Prince. And I remember he pulled me to the side. He was like, look, man, I like your music. He was like, but he's like, you got to build relationships with these DJs. He was like, because if you're just coming in and talking about you the hottest, you the hottest, yeah, you may get some, but you're going to you're gonna put yourself off from a lot of DJs. And okay. you're going to have a harder time, right? So I took that and then I did that. I was okay. like, you know what? I, I, t- I appreciate that advice. And I build with DJs, build with DJs, and, you know, made really like some, some, some legit friends across the world, you know, business friends, but people that, like, if I call upon a favor, like they'll they'll look out because of that past relationship and work right mm-hmm. so that is always stuff for me just to them building relationships no matter no matter what size the dj was you could be a small dj you could be a big dj i'm gonna treat you with all the respect and things like that right and then what ended up happening was a lot of those djs end up becoming putting in certain powerful positions certain places and mm-hmm. i was calling on favors and stuff like that i was able to pull from a higher tier of a person in the industry because I had that relationship during the grassroots. I approached that same way with um, podcasts. I said, you know what? Okay. Building relationships. So like with other podcasts, building relationships. Anybody that I, that I reach out to, you know, whether it's a magazine, editor, because like I'll do a heavy research and I'm like, okay, who on Complex is talking about podcasts? Oh, this is this person. Let me see what this person is talking about. And I'm looking at the writer and stuff like that. And then, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, and now I do my introduction. You know, I just want to introduce you to, I read this article and I thought it was dope because you were writing about podcasts. You know, next time you write something, I would like to introduce you to my podcast so that way we can be on your radar if you do something like that again, right? And take it from that point, right? So not necessarily ask for an immediate, but doing an introduction. The reason why I do that, and I do that for everybody because you think about it, you know, Certain people will respond. Oh man, thanks. You know that that's dope. I'll check out your podcast. Boom, and that's it. Right? I'm not jumping the gun. Say, oh man, okay, we'll write about me tomorrow. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm doing that and building and laying that platform because you never know where somebody will go. You know, key, key example. I got a I got a Connect Advice TV that actually listens to our podcast, and you know, if things if things ever go well, you know, I, I got somebody that I can. Like say, hey man, you know, I know that y'all used to have pieces of marrow. You know, if you got a, guys looking for another platform like that, we have a podcast that can do something like that with this different realm. But that person didn't start at Vice TV. The person started on Vice.com. Okay. The editor that you know that I knew, but because I built that relationship with that person, that person still answers my emails, still answers my text messages. So I know that I got that there. So let's say if, if, if somebody ever does approach me, let's say if we like, you know, even like out the case, I'm like, they you know, Quibi or somebody, you know, says, hey, we like to get geeks at something. I can pull him and say, hey, you know what? Quibi is actually bidding for us into this. I know that you're, you know, working on Vice TV. That's one because I got that relationship with you. Give you that opportunity to know that we got this on. And if there's something that we can do with Vice, we'll be, we'll be more like, you know, just something like that where I can build something like that. But I think that that's where it comes from. Like, though the bigger names can just say, hey, I'm Joe Button, and people are like, oh, I'm going to jump with you because you're Joe Button. Yeah. Um, that, but, like, my the advantage for a small person is who else do you know? Like, you know, like, just work and don't shun out people in the industry or don't shun out somebody that may seem small time because they may seem, they may become big time within the next two, three years. And now, because of how you treated them before, you, you missed having that connect or that plug. 
Um, and I think that that's where um, the podcast, it's like where we're all grabbing for straws and people don't want to share right. that type of bit of information because they're like, oh, I'm trying to get ahead, trying to get ahead. But like, you know, think about like the music. Again, I, I equate a lot of stuff to the music industry because like think about like when Atlanta came up mm-hmm. or when Texas came up. It was like, oh, boom, or this Texas artist is working with this Texas artist, this Texas artist, this Texas And the next thing you know, they had that whole Texas movement. So, like, the Black Podcast movement or things like that, like, I still connect and speak with everybody because, you know what? If I get put in a position and I make it, well, you know, instead of just saying, okay, well, all right, well, Wale's doing the podcast, let's get Wale on there. No, I can start highlighting the other dope podcasts that I grew with. And I was like, okay, so I'm here. All right, let me throw you guys a bone. All right, boom, now they're there. Now they're there. And the next thing you know, it's all this emerging of this new podcast. Kind of like how Charlemagne did, man. Like, mm-hmm. Charlemagne the God, you know, the way he introduced us to, you know, um, uh, uh, to Tax Stone, you know. And then uh, House Jones got a podcast now, you know what I'm saying? And they're on, you know, uh, that, that, that loudspeaker network. Um, the way that he did Wax, like he brought in Wax, turned Wax to somebody. That was just Charlemagne's bodyguard. And now Wax got the Bully and Beast podcast. Mm-hmm. But like, one thing that I noticed in how Charlemagne moves is like, you, you don't care who you are. If he believes in what you got, then he'll put you in position, you know, he'll help out. You know, the way he champions Tiffany Haddish and Cardi B, like he was on that wave early, championing them and putting people on. And like, you know, some of these people we never heard of, Taxon was just a dude from the hood, you know, and, but like he, he had an interesting story and an interesting POV. Charlemagne saw that and put him in a position to have, like I said, if, if he didn't, if, if things didn't go the way it went, Tax Stone podcast is on route to go. It was it was moving, and right. that, that's where I kind of get joy at. I want to do the same thing. I, there's a couple of podcasts that are grassroots right now that I listen to, and I'm like, man, I know that if the world heard y'all, like it'll be out there. You know, Blow. Like, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I ever get in the position, I'm not going to be a gatekeeper. I'm not that person that's going to be like, well, no, well, you know, we doing this. Like, no, I'm sharing the jewels. I'm dropping the gems. I'm passing the plug. I'm trying to pull up as many people as I can. I think that if more people had that mindset, the smaller podcast would thrive more because you would be able to see that. Agreed. I agree with that. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's your, who are your podcasts that you listening to right now? Who, who are your favorite right. podcasts right now? Right now. I'm put you on the spot. All right. So, um, the ones because I'm going over the ones that, cause I got like a, a weekly ritual schedule that I listen to and everything like that. Okay, so, Let, let's plug them. Let's plug them all. We're going to plug yeah, and play. Yeah. So, unfortunately, some, um, there are some some big name ones that I listen to. Like, so the That's Joe okay. Button, I Joe listen Button every podcast. week. Yep, every week, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Um, the uh, Dormtainment has the Comedy Trap House podcast. Okay. I listen to that every week. And then Timothy De La Ghetto got the No Chaser podcast. Mm-hmm. That every week. Um, but like I do genuine, genuinely listen to Sweats and Suits. It's a, it's a, it's a smaller podcast that's um, Milwaukee-based as well, but they're dope, uh, two dope individuals, and they jump into a lot of con- uh, conversations that, um, that, are, that are heavy topics, but they're able to add like just like this comedic spin to it. Okay. Um, they're dope. Um, there's this other podcast called Woman to Woman Podcast. Uh, you listening to Women to Women? Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> you got to be able. You got to be able to see all POV. So that's what got me listening to podcasts. Is I love to hear other people's POVs, point of views, and you know, you know, I just like to see how people got there, or you know, what type of things people are talking about and things like that. Um, 
And then um, newly that I've been listening to heavily is um, Van Lathan's um, and Jamil Hill's Wire podcast. So I love The Wire. Okay. Um, I watch The Wire once uh, every every year, all the way through. I watch it. It's like a ritual of mine. Okay. Um, so I'm from it, Baltimore, so yeah. I, so I know. Yeah. Image Jamel Hill is going through episode after episode, and then they're watching it. And really, really, um, but yeah, you know what? It's funny because it's like, <laughs> so like, um, because I'm not an idiot, uh, I. Um, I know like that relationship that Baltimore has with the show The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn it, it's like you're from Baltimore. The Wire! Like we got more to <laughs> and, and you guys got more because I think and, and it's funny because of, like um I know people are like, man, if I go to Baltimore, man, I'm gonna go down to the pit, I'm gonna go down to the I'm like, you know, that's probably not the thing to do to ask anybody. I'm like, <laughs> One, like, you know, those those neighborhoods are real neighborhoods. Uh, you don't want to go to Penn and North, trust me. That's not where you want to be. <laughs> and, and, and then I said, and two, like, that's probably, like, the most annoying thing to tell anybody in Baltimore. Like, hey, you from Baltimore? Hey, can you take me down to this place? And like, <laughs> I, like, no. Like, no. We're, we're, like, like, like no. No. Like, no. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just, just saying. I was like, yeah, we have, we actually have houses. Like, it's not right. just what you saw on it. We got shit here. This is not all that we got. I mean, I can take you to the harbor. It, it's just, it's one of them crazy things. Yeah. Just about being in Baltimore, being in a place that people think is just like mm-hmm. Iraq. But. <laughs> <laughs> should you go the membership here's another argument that people do and a lot of people i think move too fast and mm-hmm. i want to get your expertise on this i see a lot of podcasts that have one episode and they got merchandise the next day and yeah. i'm like okay i got you but would i buy a shirt with your name on it if i don't even know you like should we like what should the consensus be <laughs> so i would definitely say pace yourself so because so the only like the very very first episode first few months that we did the podcast we had no merch we had no merch but but then i was like okay well we're going to do some conventions so the first time we actually got merch and it wasn't even for sale we just got it for us we was like we need to be identified Okay. Because he was covering a comic book convention. And I was like, man, let's do a webisode. So I was like, I want to do like these vlog types. I was like, I want to interview people and bring our personality. So I was like, I want us to be identified. So we invested in two things. We got shirts with our logos on it. And okay. I got a mic flag. They go around the mic. So it just says the geeks head around the mic, right? That's what, that's what we invested in. Oh, and then we had stickers to hand out. We had the stickers to hand out after we interviewed people. Like very, very small investment. We wasn't selling them at that time. So when... Once we hit what we call, so we, we've been doing phases. So once we jumped into about a year, we did Geek Set 2.0. And then that's when we started doing merch because that's when we did, like, we, we, we used Spreaker to upload our um, Okay. But that's when we started saying, okay, we got stats, we got our social media, we got a small following. All right, we've got enough episodes out and content out that people can know who we are, know what we are about. Now let's have this merch now. We had merch and we did one short run of like a hundred and something shirts. We got shirts done. And that hundred and something shirts lasted us the whole year. 
Okay. No, that was like it was like it's like it humbles you once you invest into it because okay. we weren't moving those shirts like that. So then we like we did like he said two point five. We was like, all right, that's what we was like. Okay, we're gonna start doing video content, but let's reach out to some people who we know, see if we could just send out shirts to people. So we started sending out shirts to people. They started putting shirts up, and then things started growing. And then what happened? It was a post. We had did a post on our Facebook page, and this is when we actually started moving merch. And this is why it really pays, it pays to pay attention to your analytics. And okay. like the thing, we had did a post on our Facebook page probably like the beginning of 2019. And it was a meme and it was just like, it was just like a meme of when th- that one time when Bugs Bunny killed somebody um, for coughing at a show. It was literally Bugs Bunny was on stage Somebody was coughing while he's playing the piano, put out the gun, shot him, got coughing, stopped, and then he started playing. That went viral. Like that got us um that got us our first thousand followers on Facebook. Okay. Um that post alone hit probably like twenty-six million likes, twenty-six million shares, and things like that, right? So then I noticed that and I said, Oh, all right, well let me invite these people from who liked it and introduce them to us, right? So then, as I started paying attention to analytics, I'm like, okay, so that would be that. Obviously, all our posts are not going to do that. But then I started seeing the engagement on our podcast episode posts go up, right? Mm-hmm. So those started going up, and I'm like, okay, all right. So now, when we post, you know, the engagement, like the reach may have hit like 120-something people. Now, that reach is hitting 600, 700-something people. We're getting, you know, double-digit, triple-digit likes now. So now we're getting like 100 likes you know, hundred, you know, you know, uh, emojis and everything like that. So I'm like, okay, so I'm seeing that, okay, we are picking up some traction based on that follows off of that. So how do we continue to do that? So I was like, okay, let's continue to put out content, but let's also, we're going to make our own memes. We're going to make our own thing. So a lot of the stuff that you see us share, it's like, it comes from either something we talked about on the episode and then we'll make a meme about it. Okay. And then like those who go. So I'm starting seeing that like, okay, how to continue with the podcast is we're making content from the content that we're creating. We're creating a podcast, and if you say something funny on it, my thought process: oh, you know, let's make, let's make something off that. Let's put that out there. Boom, we put it out there. Whatever joke that we make, and then if it catches on, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you can see where it came from. Mm-hmm. Put the podcast here, but that helped amass more and more followers. And once I started paying attention to the analytics, I'm like, all right cool let's make some merch you know so then we started making more merch so not just our logos you know it's like okay now let's make a shirt that says stuff like we're talking that geek shit because we're talking but then like we put it in like you know dope ass font and then you know Bacardi being the person that he is like you know how he you know on his normal daily basis he started running ads and running ads based off the analytics and then we started seeing orders come through got you but because we did that research, we started seeing, okay, what is people like? What things, what type of word usage? What, what so can people we should be running this. Because one of the things I know about, about podcasts, it's like art. It's like, this is my art. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm not going to. No, it's art. I'm like, no, if you podcast and, and your goal is to never make any money, please shut the fuck up and just leave. Um, the goal should be to eventually try to move this into a business. And I think a yeah. lot of people don't approach it as that way well it seemed like you got that yeah and i think that that's what it is you know I, our goal is to turn something that we love into something that pays us okay that's the goal that's because it was like you know like we don't want to lose the love for what we're doing right but it's also like but if this can pay us 
and we can do this. This will be the greatest retirement. If all if if all I gotta do is watch some anime, play some video games, watch some movies, and get on a podcast and talk about it, get in front of a camera and talk about it, talk to other people about it, but uh, and it pays my bills. That's the life, you know, because I mean that's something that I can love. So, but you know, in order to do that, you gotta you gotta bring some business to it, you right. know, and with everything that we have, you have the tools to, to be strategic about it. You have Facebook that gives you analytics, Instagram, YouTube. You can see what goes and what doesn't. And, you know, if you want to grow like and not shoot yourself in the foot, that's the best thing to do. You know, I can see, okay, so this is who is listening to us. This is the areas that we listen to us. So if we run some ads in that area, you know, then we can potentially get, you know, some buyers. And that's what we do. You know, be, before the world shut down, we were going to these conventions and we was covering them. And I said, you know, the smart thing to do would be to run a Facebook, Instagram ad that we're going to be at this event. But the even smarter thing to do is if we just if we change the the range that of, of audience to that area, because mm-hmm. there's maybe people that are that don't know about this event, but they may just show up because it's in their area. But if they also see that we're going to like at worst case scenario, they'd be like, who is Geek Set? And then, you know, when they see us, because like I said, we will have our shirts. So we started investing more and more. So now when we do these podcasts, we always reach out and say, can we live podcast from the floor? I said, that'll help us reach our the best audience. And a lot of the conventions are like, yeah, we'll give you a table. And so we got a table skirt now and it got the big Geek Set logo. So I was like, and it's been times, it's definitely been times like we've been at conventions with live podcasts and we're talking to people. And then, you know, I was like, so, you know, what, what brought you to the con? And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, I heard about it on the radio. But then I saw the Facebook ad. I actually saw y'all ad. And <laughs> like, so, so it was like, they don't know who we are, but they came to our table because they're like, oh, wait, it's the ad I saw. Let me see who Geek Set is, right? And so it's like, you know, there's been multiple times where we had people come up like, hey, man, y'all Geek Set. I'm like, yeah, you, you listen to us? Like, no, 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 I saw y'all ad. Or, you know, but that's because when no matter what city, like if I was coming to Baltimore and you guys had a kind of a convention yeah we'll be there and we'll promote online but you may see some Facebook and Instagram ads that's directed to Baltimore and you may be like not know who not know about the comic book con convention or know about Geek Set but you'll see it and then they're like oh man, who the heck is Geek Set and like I said because I'm all about visualization I make the ad eye-catchable I'll make- always be branded and we did yeah. I didn't know about Comic Con until one day I was driving down in Baltimore and I was like where are these people going in these costumes it's not Halloween it will fuck you up a little bit if you're not mm-hmm. familiar with it's like okay I just saw that was Batman that was Wonder Woman where the hell are they going okay <laughs> that's just kind of yeah. <laughs> what it is now I do want to ask you something before we go so I, I was watching it. It's, do you not like the mic stand? Do you prefer, because you are an artist, to hold the mic when you do no. the one? Okay. So the first few ones, I had a mic stand. Okay. What ended up happening is we moved to this new studio. And the studio, so the studio that we were at was a shared space. So they had mic stands. Okay. But for the last few episodes, I didn't have a mic stand. So only had the mic. I have invested in mic stands. Though. Okay, I was like, I, I like it. It's like he's a rapper. He's gonna say, uh, uh, I like it. I like it. It's different. 
Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it was like, so we're getting, we're getting, like I said, we are upgrading everything. So we had upgraded to some dynamic mics um, versus the studio mics that we had at the other ones. Um, like I said, we're investing, like I said, we're doing the set. So like the background is going to be a little different. It's going to be like, it's going to look like pretty much an extension of like, like my, this is my home setup. But like how I got figures and things, it's going to be an extension of that. Just different, random. Really bringing up, playing up the anime, the, yeah. the geek set. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna. It's gonna be like for the culture, but mm-hmm. geek set vibes. Yeah, yeah, kind of like like because one of the things that I did, and this is something that I I'm going to put out there for some podcasts. Um, visualizations is huge. Like outside of like the big name podcasts, most of the podcasts that I see that start growing mm-hmm. is podcasts that have the visual element of their podcast as well so we just started that probably like six episodes ago it's like you know i was like well i want to build like i want to do like like a decent and marrow type set where like the set also with the character on our show and that's kind of what gave us this idea to get into this new headquarters and build from there right but i was like i encourage and and uh any podcast that if you really want to start like really getting out there, people like people that they can visualize as well, right? So like if you're doing audio podcasts, great, but if you can, if you can, if you get the means or any way to put some type of visual aspect to it, I encourage you to do so because people get invested, that YouTube viewership, like like it's, it's that YouTube community, once you get somebody part of your YouTube community, they'll be at every video. You go live, they go whatever, they'll be there to comment, and your comment sections will that really- analytics, awesome. though, that algorithm, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Timothy Dale, again, gave me the best advice when it came to that. Like, and this is kind of why we started investing into our YouTube channel, putting out more content. He said that that whole he didn't start making money off of YouTube until a year after he w- he did a daily video, right? So he said he was doing a video a day, putting it up, whether wow. it's raw content, whatever the case may be, and he started seeing the the numbers go up. Okay, but he didn't start making money until after that year. So it was like he had to be consistent for a year. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to be able to do a video a day, but I'm going to be consistent. So one of the things that I'm going to start doing and what you'll start seeing more if you, for those who did subscribe to the page is um, I'm taking the, day, the the interviews and put the interview up and then throughout the week, just little clips, little clips, little clips, little clips, next interview. But then we're also doing other content that's going on it. So we're just going to be feeding content. We're going to be having our Twitch connected to it so when we twitch in it's going to be on there but it's going to be constant content going there so that way we stay with new content new content um and then if somebody gets with that algorithm like that the youtube algorithm they started highlighting video channels that are constant like oh you know this video channel is putting up this amount of videos this amount of videos and that's what draws more and more people to that YouTube page and you, be able, you build that YouTube community. So that's what our plan is. And I mean, I, unfortunately, but fortunately, COVID had allowed Stop, us yeah. to do that. It, it's, it stopped things, but it allowed us to get creative. So, you know, kind of like, like I said, my one-on-one was created during COVID that I do through Zoom. But I said, mm, I, don't want okay. it, I don't want it to look just like just the regular you know, side-by-side video, let me add a different aspect to it. So it draws people like, oh, okay, this is something. Yeah, that's a here clip that, <laughs> the cover that you had. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of people just spy 
Like, what is this about? Right, and it's funny because he told me, dude. Like, if you watch the interview, I did. I, he did. He was like, "We gonna get you some more views yeah, on that." And it started because he, the first, the first video. I mean, I'm not the first. The first screenshot that he it would have been, it would have been him pouring candle wax on his chest. He <laughs> did that first. He was like, "I'm gonna get y'all some views," but then his wife Darren came in. He was like, "Oh no, what? I'm gonna let." I'm gonna have her twerk and stuff like that. He was like, "Yep, use that. That's gonna get you some views." <laughs> but it was like it's funny because it's like, yeah, you know, just trying to figure out different ways to grab people straight from. Yeah, and I, like I said, that was amazing. And so, and before you go, so you think that podcasting is the next YouTube and not Vine? It's yeah. not a fad. I don't think it's a fad because here's where um, podcasting stands above and beyond with everybody and. For those who are really, really deep into podcasts, they listen to multiple podcasts. So, so there's obviously some that are always in Joe Buttons because they're just a fan of Joe Buttons and that podcast. So mm-hmm. for them, it's going to be a fad for them. For somebody like me, I don't know, you seem like you listen to a multiple podcast as well. It's not going to be a fad for us because we like to listen to point of view. No matter what, the grand scheme of, if you're listening to a podcast, that means that whoever you're listening to, you like their point of view. If you're listening to multiple podcasts... Well, you don't like that point of view. Well, you don't, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're listening to multiple podcasts, it means that you like or you listen to multiple point of views. So because of that, there's always going to be a point of view that you didn't hear on a topic that you didn't hear, right? So it's like, you know, like the big thing that, um, you know, with the Meg thing, right? Like when the Meg thing and Tory thing happened, I'm like, okay, I definitely want to hear what Joe Budden's going to say, but you know what? I want to hear what Charlamagne the God's going to say about it, but oh man, you know, I know Kev on stage is going to have some funny content around that, like, it's just like you start thinking about the people that you listen to and so, you start boom, 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 you know, there's a couple of people that I'm like, oh man, I'm waiting for them to get a podcast you know who I think would be amazing on podcasts, and I don't know if you follow him on Twitter, who? Don Cheeto no, I don't. Okay. Don Cheeto, one, his political banter is classic I, Don Cheeto. I love Don Cheeto, but I don't. <laughs> I love him. And so, like, the, the way he approaches conversation with people on a political standpoint on on Twitter alone, I'm like, I would love to, like, a political Don Cheeto podcast, I would listen to because I think that he would have an amazing podcast. I'm just waiting for him to finally say, you know what, I'm going to do a podcast. I would be sold right off of that. I'm sure. I'm sure he's coming. I'm, if, he, if he does it, he should pay you like uh, like a fee, like a little bit, <laughs> like a finder's fee or whatever. But how can people listen to your podcast? How can people find you on social media and your website? So geeksetpodcast.com. That is our hub for everything. You can find everything there. Our podcast is available on all podcast platforms. You'll find us. Um, and then. Um, at Geekset Podcast on every social media. So it's YouTube, Facebook, like, you know, I was able to get the handles without having to put any underscores. We got that on everything. You can find us there. Um, and then it also all um, on all of our social media platforms. It has the links to our individual social media. So if you're looking for more of me, I'm young underscore deuces on everywhere. Um, and yeah, that's that's where you can find us. And we drop our new podcast episode every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. And the one-on-ones with Deuces drop on our YouTube every Saturday. Okay. All right. So we'll have a new one coming up. I stopped him. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> releasing it and putting it out. So I'm going to let him go so that we can get a brand new 
episode of one-on-one with deuces or young deuces so thank you for coming you dropped some gems so if you're a podcaster and you didn't get something from this interview you need to probably just hang it up just hang it up to dry because you're it's a wrap you're done but thanks again for coming you can come back to millennials anonymous or maps anytime you want to so once you get that whole vice land quibby deal because i'm glad i got a chance to interview before you blow up because i can see it coming Thank you. You're the, you're the next. You you next up. You the next man up. So thank you for coming. Come back anytime. Uh, I I would definitely definitely come back. Like I said, and you always have a extended hand with me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. All right. I want to thank Young Deuces for coming through to Millennials Anonymous podcast, and I want to thank everybody who tuned in and who listened. Uh, because like I said, this was a longer one, but like I was editing and I was like, I don't know which one and I can't and I, I just, I, that's a gym too. I can't get rid of that. No, I can't do that. And you know, I got to talk, you know, I like to talk. I'm doing my top 10. So I couldn't figure out what I wanted to get rid of. So I just kept it all. So that's why this is longer. Thank you so much again. Congratulations to on and off the field for winning maps media's best next best podcast competition. And make sure that you stay tuned for new episodes of Millennials because we're going to be talking to Miss Monique next week. Um, Alicia Monique, sorry. Uh, We're going to be talking to Miss Alicia Monique next week. And she's going to be telling us about business and about the beauty industry. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And we're going to have a really special guest coming up the following week. So I'm excited about this guest. So with that being said, We will be back again. Thanks again for listening. We love you all. Be safe out there.